Welcome in, everyone. Swim Kareem here. This is our second episode of the Nonprofit Insider Uncut series. We're doing this every other week until the wheels fall off. And uh, we've got a special episode today. We're going to be talking about the NRA. You've heard of them. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last 30, 40, 50 years, everyone in America has heard of the NRA. Um, They're one of the most powerful lobbying organizations out there, but they've had some downturns over the last couple of years. So we're going to talk about them because they are a nonprofit. And so we're going to kind of dive in a little bit on them. Uh, If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Be sure to follow us on TikTok. I'm actually increasing the number of things. That's one of my goals in 2024, do more stuff on TikTok, just sharing some information, some promo stuff. So be sure to follow us there. If you haven't already, be sure to leave us a review. Uh, We appreciate that, especially on Apple. Uh, You get the chance to not only leave five stars, but you have the ability to to go ahead and leave a full-on review. You could type out some of your thoughts and feelings as it relates to being an insider here at the Nonprofit Insider. And, And look, one of the things is a couple weeks ago, um, Wayne LaPierre, he is the vice president and CEO of the NRA, and he's been in that role since 1991, a, a powerful figure in American politics, fundraising, money. He resigned. He, he resigned. And, and so one of the things is a lot of people know the NRA, whether you are a supporter of the NRA, uh, whether you're opposed to NRA, whatever your opinions may be of them. They are a powerful group, and they really rose to power after Wayne LaPierre uh, took hold of the organization in the early 90s, and they've been like a rocket ship ever since. And being a nonprofit that they are, you know we're going to talk about it here at the Nonprofit Insider. So so look, there's a couple of things. One of the big things is Wayne LaPierre, he, he resigned from this role because the New York Attorney General... Letitia James, Uh, that's a name, if you've been following with the Trump trial, that's more politics than anything. So that's not something that's in my wheelhouse as much. But Letitia James brought upon a a case against former President Donald Trump, and they just wrapped it up um, as I'm recording this Monday, what's today, the the, the, uh, 15th, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, Junior Day, a federal holiday, as I'm recording this. About a week ago, they wrapped up that trial for for President Donald Trump. I have a friend, a good friend that's been following that. So we'll see what happens there. But she's very popular right now because as the Attorney General of New York, she also brought a lawsuit against the NRA. And now we're kind of getting into the, into the realm that we talk about here at the Nonprofit Insider and podcast. So she brought a lawsuit against the NRA. And this is a civil case, not a criminal case. And one of the things from that case... That that's very evident is that the attorney general and her uh, team members and her team believe that the NRA top brass was using money from this nonprofit organization for their own gain. So now you're, you're kind of caught up at least a little bit on why we're even talking about this. So I, I want to actually start from the beginning of the NRA. They have an interest in history. So let me go back from the very beginning and then we'll kind of bring it up in today's world. And real fast, before we get into it, listen, if you've listened to the Nonprofit Insider Podcast, you know I like a good cup of tea. If you've ever watched the Instagram videos or you've seen me on TikTok, I always got a steaming hot uh, cup of tea with me. (laughs) I I just had a cup of tea right before I recorded this. And when it comes to tea, I like to go to artoftea.com. 
they have an amazing collection uh, of teas. Whether you're looking for gifts, uh, maybe your Valentine's Day is coming up. We know you're going to want to give something really nice. Give something a little bit different. Give tea. That's a gift that I would love. Get 10% off your next purchase of artatea.com. We have information in the show notes. Be sure to check them out. Let them know we sent you. We appreciate the support. All right, welcome back. So, so one of the things is we got to set the foundation really strong here. So the NRA is a nonprofit organization. They are listed as a 501c4. So very similar to that of the ACLU, very similar to that of the Sierra Club. They are a 501c4, so they are a social welfare organization. That's what people know when they think of the NRA, the National Rifle Association. They think of this 501c4 organization, but they have a couple of different entities. I'm going to talk about that here in about three, four minutes. Uh, let, Let me go even further back. The NRA actually was chartered in New York in 1871. Uh, there's a whole history behind it, but the organization has been around for a while. As you would imagine, the early days of the NRA, uh, really for the first 100 years or so, all the way up until like the 1970s, they were more about marksmanship, um, utilization of the Second Amendment and things like that. But they weren't really as much of a political organization. They, they had a couple of different functions and things like that. But originally, what really wasn't until like the 70s that they started to switch up their, their their vibe. And I'll talk about that because they started doing a bunch of other nonprofit, uh, having a bunch of other sister nonprofits. And that's when they started to get really political. Um, so to this day, they're, they're headquartered in Fairfax, Virginia. So of course, they're close to DC because they, that's their, their, their wing. Uh, and Lane, Wayne LaPierre became the vice president and the CEO in 1991. It was at that point that they really took off like a rocket ship, as I mentioned earlier, in so many respects. And so one of the things that a lot of people may not realize is, well, if 501c4, you have the ability, of course, to do lobbying, to do more things in the political sphere. But when you do tax donations, you don't have the ability to have uh, people donate to your organization and get tax deductions. And so one of the things in the 70s that the NRA decided to do is they decided to branch out and have a couple of different things. And so at this moment in time, the NRA is actually composed of five different nonprofits. So they have their 501c4. That's their that's their big one. That's the one when we're talking about uh, Parkland shooting, Sandy Hook shooting, Las Vegas shooting, El Paso shooting. And you, you get a lot of thoughts and pairs. And the NRA, of course, is named as, as a organization that's not being on the up and up as it relates to to gun rights and things like that. That's that 501c4. So that's their first nonprofit organization. In addition to that, they have the NRA Special Contribution Fund. That is a nonprofit organization. And one of their big things is they have um, the Whittington Center. That's actually in Raton, New Mexico, about three hours north, where people kind of go Boy Scouts. I got a couple of friends, actually, that have done that before. They'll go up to the Whittington Center in Raton and do things. So they have the NRA Special Contribution Fund. That's the first sister organization. They have the NRA Freedom Action Foundation. That's their second nonprofit organization. They have the uh, Civil Defense Fund. Uh, That was actually started in 1978. That is like when 
members of the NRA and they have a large member base. They have as many, uh, some reports say, as 5 million people, though that number has gone down dramatically over the last half decade where they've gone from 5 million to 4.5. Some estimates say that they're closer to 3.5 million, which honestly is still a lot of people. But they created the Civil Defense Fund for their members so that if you are an NRA member and you get into some legal trouble, they will provide pro bono work for you as a member. There's a lot of controversy around that because it seems like the NRA can pick and choose. And like they have that right, right? They can pick and choose uh, who they give this pro bono work to. But that's their third nonprofit organization. And then they have the NRA Foundation. That is their 501c3 organization. So again, very similar structure to that of like Planned Parenthood, uh, Sierra Club, the ACLU, where they have 501c4s like the NAACP that go out and do the lobbying, the political smoozing and things like that. But they also have a foundation where if you want to give that organization money, you can get tax deductions and it's allowed under the IRS's um, tax code that you have the ability to donate to those organizations. Now, now, this is one where with their NRA foundation, they give a lot of money from their foundation to their social welfare organization. So here's a prime example. Let's say I'm an NRA member. I'm a lifetime member. And every month I give $35 to the NRA to keep that status. I'll actually, I'll give my money to the NRA Foundation, the 501c3, and then I'll turn and then the NRA will turn around and they'll give, they'll donate the money from their foundation to the 501c4, the social welfare group. This is not uncommon. A lot of people are very comfortable with it. Uh, th- this is a tax loop because, again, you may not be able to give directly to their social welfare group, but you can give to their foundation and then the foundation in turn gives it to the lobby. And I know there are some people that are not a fan of that, but it is completely legal. And when we're doing it uh, for causes we like, we're cool with it. But when people do it for causes that we don't like, we're not as cool (laughs) with it. Uh, So they have those four sister nonprofit organizations. Okay, this is where it comes up to today's uh, to today's world. One of the things in the lawsuit that Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, has filed against the NRA is that the top brass, Wayne LaPierre, some of his quote-unquote henchmen and goonies, uh, people would just say associates, business partners, VPs, high-ranking folks in the NRA, were using the money from the nonprofit organization for their own political gain. Excuse me, for their own personal gain. And you all are insiders. You've listened to the podcast for some time. You know that when you are a nonprofit organization and you're at the helm of that nonprofit organization, you cannot, um, your nonprofit cannot benefit a stockholder or individual or group of individuals in any way. The purpose of the organization is to promote social welfare, uh, public charity, just provide betterment for the community uh, and society as a whole. But when you're at the top of the organization and according to what uh, the attorney general is charging the NRA and your nonprofit CEO is using the money on uh, for personal gain, like $11 million in private jets over 30 years, 
using the money, using as much as uh, $350,000 in one shopping trip in Beverly Hills and Wayne LaPierre is buying $10,000 suits. Uh, That's not good. That's not good. And with any nonprofit, the IRS especially should be looking into this, but attorney generals will look into this as well. Now, there's no doubt. There's some political aspect to it, right? Um, But one of the things that's very interesting is I had a chance over the last couple of weeks to do a lot of research of people in the gun right world, people that are into gun rights and the Second Amendment. And this has been something that's been going for years, for years, where a lot of people have not been a fan of the NRA because a lot of people say Wayne LaPierre was spending this money to buy terrible suits. Um, using this money to send his family to the Bahamas. And so there have been a lot of people that have been big supporters of the NRA over the last three decades that have not been a fan of the NRA. So this is not new. And I know a lot of folks that are in this particular sphere uh, that have been saying for quite some time that the NRA, I am not giving a single dollar to the NRA until Wayne LaPierre is gone. So nonprofits experience this at some of the highest levels. And oftentimes it's the highest levels where you get the most scrutiny. And when you're the NRA and you are bringing in millions upon tens of millions of dollars year over year over year, you're in the lexicon of of American uh, politics, you're going to get a little bit of of a microscope placed upon you. And from all accounts, they have not been using the money well. They've been using it like their own personal bank. And a lot of people, like I said, who have been supporters of the of the nonprofit, the NRA, are excited to see Wayne LaPierre go. And so I want to read a quick statement. This is from January 5th. This is a statement from Attorney General James on the resignation of NRA Executive Vice President and CEO Wayne LaPierre. And I quote, While the end of the Wayne LaPierre era is an important victory in our cause, our push for accountability continues. LaPierre's resignation validates our claims against him, but it will not insulate him or the NRA from accountability. This is the part I like the most, end quote. All charities in New York State must adhere to the rule of law, and my office will not tolerate gross mismanagement or top executives funneling millions into their own pockets. Our case will move ahead and we look forward to proving the facts in court, end quote. Honestly, nothing more needs to be said. Nothing more needs to be said. And one of the most interesting aspects that I found in looking at the NRA's makeup is when you look at their 990, and I saw this actually, I got to give credit what credit to do. I was listening to Gun Talk. Uh, this is a podcast that, that I had a chance to listen to. Who's? I'm, I'm going to just make sure I got the, the name of the host here because I want to give them a little bit of a praise here. Uh, I was listening to Gun Talk with the host, Tom Grisham. And one of the things he he had mentioned in the podcast about this resignation is that the NRA has a board member uh, list of 75 people. I said, what? A 75-person board of directors? I said, that's no way. That's right. Sure enough, you look at the 990, shout out to GuideStar.com. That is right. And look, and to compare... If you look at uh, the 990s of some of these other nonprofits, they have they don't have nearly as many board members. St. Jude's, 36 board members. AARP, 13 board members. Heritage Foundation, that's a, that's a conservative uh, uh, 501c4, 17 
board members. The Second Amendment Foundation, nine. The San Francisco Foundation, 11. So the fact that the NRA has 75 people on the board, it smells of cronyism. When you have that many people around, you're not able to concentrate as well. There's a little less scrutiny because there's so many board members. And then if you put people in those roles that are just going to prop you up like it appears Wayne LaPierre was doing, it's just not good. So what does the future hold for the NRA? I think that's one of the big questions. Depending on the direction that this trial goes, um, there's a lot on the line for the NRA. And so the first thing right off the jump is there's going to be a lot of competitors that are going to jump, jump and step forward. One of the things that I saw a lot of is that a lot of gun owners and Second Amendment rights individuals are spending a lot more of their energy and money on just other organizations like the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, you have the GOA. That's the Gun Owners of America. You have the National Association for Gun Rights. Like with anything, nothing lasts forever, right? If you if you were growing up in the early 20s, you thought Sears Robux would never die. You, you probably thought Walmart would never die, and then Amazon comes. There's always going to be a rise and fall of organizations, including nonprofits. And so the NRA has a lot of competitors, and, and a lot of individuals are giving their money to uh, the organizations because they feel like they're just a little bit more in tune to what's happening across the board. And one of the things is if the NRA loses this um, loses this case, I, I think there are going to be one or three major things. The first, they're just going to have less money. Less money, less members. Uh, when you have 5 million people giving you at minimum $35 every year, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of fucking money. And so if they lose, and even if they don't lose, they're going to lose a lot of members. They're going to lose a lot of money. One of the big things is the the attorney general will have the ability to provide government oversight to the NRA. So if they lose and they're hold and they're, and they're they're proven to be guilty of these charges of using basically the NRA as their own personal banking, uh, the NRA could could get a lot of checks and balances. They could be limited on what they can spend money on. They could be limited on what type of donations they get. They could be limited. Um, on the board, I would imagine the board is going to change out. I heard a lot of people, again, that I saw on Gun Talk, Tom Gresham, and a couple other podcasts that said not only should Wayne LaPierre go, but all of the board needs to go. I would imagine that happens if they lose this uh, this case. And then the third thing that could happen is I think there could be some really 2024 ramifications. Um, th- th- there could be some 2024 ramifications where... Again, the NRA had a large lobbying presence. And a lot of people, especially on the right, if they didn't get an NRA endorsement, it could be devastating. Uh, we have a big election coming up. So I think there could be a lot of ramifications with that in addition to fines and paybacks. Um, those are just some of the things that I think could really, really happen with the NRA. So we're going to be keeping up with this. I'll probably provide some insights on a regular podcast every now and then. But now you're just a little bit smarter about what's happening in the NRA because they are a nonprofit organization and they have some things coming to them uh, that could be very, very heavy. Be sure to listen to us uh, on Apple or Spotify. Keep following us uh, on Instagram and TikTok. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.